ain't no Superman businessman like you. You know, I'm just a amateur. I suppose. Amateur hour is what's happening. <laughs> amateur hour is what's happening. AHPKC is brought to you by ArrowheadPride.com. This is a show about football and friendship and fun. We're truthful, but not always accurate. We're red and yellow and ridiculous. We're basically Andy Reid's wardrobe, but but a podcast. Enough of the formalities. Can we talk Chiefs now? Let's go. Welcome into Amateur Hour, folks. We're back. You got Ryan Scott Hall and Historic News. What's up? Have we been gone? We've been gone a little while. Oh. You know. I mean, I think it's been like two months since we did a football show. Oh, really? Oh, what? Yeah, I mean, I know that everybody really enjoyed the uh, Farewell to Girls that we put up. Did we? We did a, a nice preview of Leftovers Season 3. I know that's your favorite show on TV right now. The leftovers. Fair enough. How <laughs> <laughs> wasted was I for this? <laughs> well, folks, I know that uh, you guys have been kind of clamoring for some amateur hour draft. No, coverage. I don't think they've been clamoring. I think you've been clamoring. I have definitely been clamoring for some amateur. <laughs> We've hour had a few tweets here and there. Draft coverage and fifteen texts from Ryan. Yep. Yep. Um. But, I mean, aside from the drafts, you know, over the, the last few days, we've had some, some news. I'm not going to play the news sound. but <laughs> That would have been a good time for it. It would have. Uh, but the NFL schedule got released, and everyone, like, made fun of the NFL schedule being released, but then really enjoyed the first hour or so after it was released talking about it. Um, <laughs> Who made fun of the schedule being released? Oh, uh, I mean, people are like, oh... The NFL announces when they're going to announce the schedule. <laughs> Wait, people were being snarky like that on was it Twitter? It was social was it Twitter? media. Wow, yeah, amazing, <laughs> unbelievable. Amazing. Um, so where, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the schedule? Do you want to talk about the release of Jay Howard, which I think kind of blindsided most everybody that cheers for red and yellow teams? Uh, yeah, I mean either or. You want to start the schedule since I think it'll be real quick? Yeah, sure. Uh, Primetime. Primetime, <laughs> man. Holy shit. Got plenty of them. Primetime. Six <laughs> primetime games. Only one of them can actually be flexed. Um, that's the... Uh, I don't even know which one that is. The Chargers late in the season, I guess? Maybe? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, when I look at it, like... Well, I think what stands out to me at first, obviously, you know, you say the six primetime games, but we have a bye in week 10, which I think everybody likes that it's placed that late in the year. Yep. But that means that the first nine weeks, we have one noon kickoff. Yes, our second noon game is on November 19th. That's so uh, unbelievable. Get ready to fire up that red zone, baby. Ugh. Already ready. 
Yeah, I'm sure you're really already ready already about the red zone. I'm not even using my cable box. I just have it on the red zone channel. It's just a countdown until the season starts. Yeah, no, it's not actually. I wish it was. <laughs> Getting closer. Um, but that is that's like the saddest sight when the season ends and it's like we'll see you again in September 2017. Like <laughs> ah shit, shit. I'm as big a red zone fan as you are, or it seems like most. Most folks. Nobody's buying it. It's all right. Nobody's buying that. That's, that's fine. So, the six primetime games, everybody's seen them. Is there anyone in particular, aside from the obvious week one at New England, that is particularly scary for you? Scary of, I don't know, at Oakland on Thursday night, maybe? I mean, we haven't... I guess we haven't gone on the road for Thursday night since 2014, so I guess the last the, two years have been at home. The first time that Derek Carr won a game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also the last time that the Raiders beat the Chiefs. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, I guess that one's kind of scary. I don't know who else. At Dallas, I guess. Um, I mean, does that count as... Yeah, I, that doesn't... That's not a prime time. I mean, no, 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 no. It'll be nationally televised. Oh, you meant just, just the prime time games? No, nah, not really. I mean, at Houston? No. Nah. Nothing, okay. Nothing's really scary. I mean, we're already zero and one. I mean, that's kind of scary, but I'm I'm <laughs> I'm definitely like writing that game off as a loss. It's just the Super Bowl champs. I don't think the home teams ever lost, have they? There was the one year when Baltimore won it, but because there was an Orioles game at home that day, they had to go at Denver for the opener, and so Denver won. Huh. So that was I think that was the only Super Bowl team that's lost, but it was on the road. So I don't think the Super Bowl winner has lost at home in that in that season opener yet. Hmm. But I am not going to fact check that statement. That's you have to do fun. that on your own. I'm sure that like when that game rolls around, I'll probably be picking the Chiefs. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> New England has had a pretty good off season. Yep. They look sharp. Oh, last last podcast you you argued they hadn't gotten better. See, the, that last podcast has been so long ago that I don't remember that. I don't even, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, I, the other, I mean, the other thing that stands out about it is just the, the first 10 games. It really reminds me of the 2015 schedule when I kept harping over and over, like, Chiefs are going to be like, if they're 5-5, five and five, they're fine. If they're 6-4, and four, like, we're golden. Hmm. And they ended up being 5-5 five and five by way of 1-5. and five. Uh, but then they ran the slate after that. Like, their last six games were just kind of cake. And then you get to this season, and our last six games are Bills at home, at the Jets, Raiders at home, Chargers at home, Dolphins at home, and then at Denver. Obviously, at Denver isn't easy, and Oakland's going to be good again. But, I mean, that's that's the easier part of the schedule there is the last six. And really, um, I, I think when you look at the teams, and I know that... This might be an oversimplification, but you look at the teams and like some of these teams do seem kind of formidable, but then you get to remember who plays quarterback for each of these teams. And if you go down the list, yeah, you know what, we're playing at Tom Brady week one, but then we get Carson Wentz at home, and then we go to San Diego to play Phillip Rivers. We obviously know Phillip Rivers. Los Angeles. Oh. Stubhub Center. We got to go to not Los Angeles. Carson. Yeah. Carson, California. Let's get there that right. You, there you go. 
Um, and then, you know, you've got Kirk Cousins, but then it's who... Is it Tom Tony Savage Romo. or somebody? Tony Romo. Okay. And then Roethlisberger and then Landry at home. Jones. Okay. Yeah, by, by week six, <laughs> he'll have to sit down a little bit. Um, but, you know, you get Derek Carr twice. You get Trevi, Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch combination. You get Dak Prescott. You Man, know, I hope it's I Paxton Lynch. I, I saw I, Nick Wright picked every game and picked Denver to go 4-12. and 12. He must be cool. factoring in Paxton Lynch. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Do you hear people... I hear people throw around that the Chiefs were going to take Paxton Lynch. We I picked, we picked before the, Paxton Lynch, though, didn't we? No. Oh, because we traded down. Denver traded up in front of us and took Paxton Lynch at like 24. Oh, okay. And we were picking we later than that, and then we traded down. That guy seems like he's going to be horrible. I hope that's not true. <sighs> well, I mean, he he was athletic, but he played at a small school, and like I don't think that his numbers were that impressive I don't I don't know he reminded me of Brock Osweiler yeah honestly <laughs> yeah but worse um, and yeah I don't I don't know I don't know about Paxton Lynch I mean I do think and we we say this about the Chiefs that the Chiefs seem like a really great place to put a young quarterback um I mean I I don't want to speak for you I say that the Chiefs are a great place to put a young quarterback they have great oh, yeah. pass protection oh, I think oh, the just... offense is set up to be humming. It's much for, denied. For, it's not much yeah. denied that. Andy Reid and yeah. tons of weapons, a, a pretty good offensive line at least. And I think that the perception at least was that you do you maybe even have a better situation in Denver, especially because you just you look at Demarius and uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. But, you know, they lost Julius Thomas. They don't really I don't know who their number one tight end is. Owen Daniels. Um, and their offensive line is really bad. Yep. It's very bad. And, I mean... Well, plus, Kubiak's gone. Kubiak's kind of a lame duck last year. At, yeah. Like, I mean, like they do have, the they have Mike McCoy as their offensive coordinator now. Oh, as a coordinator? Yeah. Um, and so, I mean... I, does he have Peyton Manning? No, he doesn't. <laughs> he does not. That's the only time he's ever been good. Um, I don't... I'm not sure what to, to make of Denver. I... Certainly thought that the head coaching hire was questionable. Uh, the Vance Joseph yeah. Dolphins defense was like 28th in the league yeah. last year, and he was some hot coaching candidate. I didn't really understand that. I'm not going to lie. I'm probably more scared of the Chargers at this moment than I am of Denver. I think... Chargers, if they get their pieces back, if they don't have their entire team going IR the first couple weeks again, like it seems to every mm-hmm. other season. I mean, it's just... They, they got scared. They got corners. They got Joey Bosa there. They signed Ingram. I got these new receivers that popped up for Rivers. Like, just Melvin Gordon was good. Yeah, they could have a good team. Chargers, I think, could could be uh, very surprisingly good for for most most folks. Yep. Um, I mean, rounding out the rest of the quarterbacks that they play, you've got Eli Tyrod. Who knows for the Jets? <laughs> Is Fitzpatrick on their team? No, no. I don't think so. Um, so it's one of those second round it's shitty quarterbacks? Bryce Petty or Hackenberg or I think Gino's gone. I think Gino signed He's with gone. the Giants or something. That sounds right. Maybe he didn't sign with anybody. I don't I'm know. Someone. And then Tannehill if he's healthy and I mean it's like there's not the the list of quarterbacks that the Chiefs play this year, at least on paper, is not especially formidable. Hmm. Um so I mean it's it'll I never heard of Dak out of you. I did I said Dak Prescott. Dak. But like Dak but, in there. It's. I mean, it's his sophomore season. I don't. You don't. I don't know. Maybe Romo will be there too. 
Um, I'll Romo be... could be anywhere on the schedule. We don't even know. He could. And including it as announcer. Yeah. Oh, well, I, he, I mean, he's signed with CBS, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, it's official. No, his first Dallas game was supposed to be the uh, that Chiefs-Cowboys. Oh, okay. Okay. But yeah, it really sets up that middle part's just pretty brutal in there. Uh, the uh, at Houston, Pittsburgh, at Oakland, Denver, at Dallas, at Giants stretch with a bye week in there. That's yeah. that's a tough stretch. Uh, but once you get past that, that's where they'll they'll see the light. So I, it wouldn't surprise me to see like five and five, six and four coming out of that. Dorsey said that he thought it was the best schedule since they've been here, <laughs> which I don't really know what it means. Um, I mean, maybe he's just looking at Primetime there's games? there's no back to back road games. I mean, technically there is, but there's a bye week in between at Dallas and at the Giants. There was that stat that, did you see, that we have like the most rest in between games compared to the opponents? Oh, that's awesome. Which basically means we, we don't, don't play anyone coming off a bye. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we get like, cause, I think it's because we have two Thursday games and uh, that's I guess that's it. That's probably... Two Thursday games and playing no one coming off a bye. Yeah. I mean, I, I no matter what, like it's it's I don't I'm I don't have a whole lot of schedule analysis. Yep. I mean, I do think that's all I got. I do think that 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 stretch that at Houston, Pittsburgh, at Oakland, Denver, at Dallas, bye week at the Giants is that's a that's a tough looking stretch it's on tough. paper. Um, the release of Jay Howard completely unexpected. I don't know where. Like the whole I, I don't I don't quite get it. Um, I think it's certainly. Changes the needs right now. I yep. I think. Um, but so let me let me rattle off some names to you. Alan Bailey, good or bad? Good or bad? Is, uh, he, is he good or bad? Uh, he's okay. He's okay. Yeah. T.J. Barnes, bad. Bad. <laughs> Don't say that on Twitter though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Twitter hunting. Uh, Jay Howard's still listed on the roster, but he's not. Good. Um, Jarvis Jenkins, I don't know. I know Jenkins was the bad one. He's, I mean, he's okay. I do, Damn, I, I can't remember if it was Barnes or Jenkins that I thought was the worst. Uh, TJ Barnes is the dude that's really big. Uh, he's listed at 6'7", 365 pounds. I don't think he's not very good. No, he's not. Jarvis Jenkins was okay. I thought Kendall Reyes was better. Kendall Reyes is alright. Um, so we brought in Montori Hughes. Do you remember him? I remember the name. We saw him at the Senior Bowl. He got drafted in like the third or fourth round. See a nose tackle? Uh, yeah, 6'4", 350. Um, I mean, he's, I think he's bounced around. He's been on a couple teams. Uh, some guy named Corey Johnson. He wears number 60. I would imagine he don't make the team. <laughs> just, just saying. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, then we have Chris Jones and Benny Logan and Raheem Nunez-Rochez. And uh, David King, who I actually have I've liked when he's been out there and, and playing. Not as good as David, um, but it's okay. But a really different-looking defensive line now that you don't have Dontari Poe and you don't have Jay Howard. I mean, technically, two starters and what we thought were two pretty high-level starters league-wide no longer on the team. Um, I mean, as of right now, stepping into next season, you are you're looking at... Alan Bailey and Chris Jones and Benny Logan, and um, I mean I, I actually like that. As yeah, a that's a good starter. Group. I mean, you're just losing a good player. It yeah, just doesn't seem I don't see the point of it yet. Uh, at first, I thought there was going to be some more news to come out, uh, but that was when there was like a timing thing with how much money we were going to save. 
But now that timing thing is gone. So we're going to save $3.8 million, assuming he signs somewhere. I thought it was... It doesn't matter if he signs before the draft or oh, after the draft. Oh, okay, okay. In the, and the hours after, that was, that was the word. But then it came out later, uh, per Joel Corey or whoever and Therese, they were saying the timing does not matter. So basically, so we will say three point eight million okay. as soon as Jay Howard signs somewhere. All right. Well, Which, and that's... if that's the main reason, I mean, my argument's very simple: that we're paying a punter five million dollars right now, and could save more by releasing him. And he was like sixteenth in the NFL in punting last year. And I don't know. Is I mean, there any argument that Dustin Colquitt's more valuable than Jay Howard? I mean, last year. I would, you know what? I like I I I like the value of Dustin Colquitt. I think that he's very consistent, and um, I mean he's he's a he's a lifelong chief. Um, I don't necessarily think that that like that nostalgia or that his his you know <laughs> yeah. his production as a punter warrants a five million dollar paycheck. Yep. Um, but one the, of the most Bill Belichick's ever paid a punter is. I'm not sure, but I will assume. And I know that this seems a little strange, but I will assume that a young punter is either drafted or brought into training camp to compete with him. And I would not be surprised if we have a new punter. And they will clear that cap space, but not like right now not when for, they seemingly need it. Yeah. They'll do it right before the season. And why would they need it right now? It doesn't, I don't. Um, I mean, maybe to sign draft picks? I don't know. But I that's mean, not pressing. Like you don't have to do that. That that takes a couple months after the draft. So I don't. That's why I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not real sure. But I mean, I do. It it seems like maybe defensive line is now more of a need than I anticipated. Yes. Um. I mean, also because Alan Bailey could be a potential cap casualty next year. Benny Logan's only on that one year contract. Chris Jones is the only really defensive lineman right. that signed up long term right now. That was the bigger reason is not who we have right now, but looking into the future. Um, because I actually, I think that I want to say that this is the last year of Alan Bailey's contract. No, I think he's due like 8 million, but we can save like six of it. Oh, okay. To cut him after the season. All right. I do. I, I would not be surprised. I guess it sort of depends on how he performs and then like what he wants. But I think Benny Logan is going to get a contract from the Chiefs for longer than this, this one year. Um, all right. Well, uh, I, I'd say it's time to talk about some some quarterbacks, probably, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, should we give our needs list first, or? Uh, yeah. Let's do it. All right. Fine. Fine. You're smarter than me. You gotta, yeah. You got to set the table before you start bringing out the appetizers, right? Yep. I don't. I don't. That wasn't a good one. For sure. That wasn't. That wasn't good. So. It's off, full off season mode. <laughs> All right, so, um, I mean, I, I know I told you that I was kind of, like, ranking our team needs based on priority. This is, whether it's, uh, like, positional value, I guess people could look at it that way. But I was looking at it as, this is, like, like pressing need. Like, I, I think that we need a player there, a priority one versus a priority two versus a priority three, um, is, is based on, like, how imminent that need is to me. I don't know. Um, So, like, for for the defense, the number one need on the defense to me is pass rusher. And I know that people will look at the names on the roster and they may disagree with that, 
But I think that pass rusher is priority one for the defense. The biggest reason for that is that we have no idea if Justin Houston is going to ever be an effective football player again. Um, we assume, at least those of us with brains, that Tom Ali is never going to be a truly like game in and game out effective football player again. No. And we don't really know what's up with for. There's a lot of shitting on Tomba right now. Let me stick up for him for this. He was supposed to be in a part-time role the past two or three seasons, and Perfect. he has not been. Yeah. He has been in a full-time role, pretty much, mm-hmm. up until the end of last year when Justin Houston finally came back. But we're supposed to have Justin Houston, D. Ford, be the bookends, you know, for the last two or three years now. And because D. Ford wasn't very good... And now because Justin Houston's injuries, Tomba has been pressed into more snaps than we've been planning on using him each of those years. And it's also not his fault that the Chiefs gave him the amount of money that they did yeah. to, to quote-unquote, you know, let's say hopefully like be a part-time player. He is overpaid right now. For sure. And, and I, I mean, his body's not in the condition to play the amount of snaps that it's been asked to. And it's... Some of that is just age and yeah. time, you know. I mean, it's him kicking ass for eleven seasons, right? Um, but I, th- I think that pass rusher is, and, and I guess I, I probably bump defensive line up to a priority too, because I think that we have three starters and that we have a fourth player in in Roches that we like. Um. But right now, I mean, I think that pass rusher stands head and shoulders above all of the other positions on defense as far as a need is concerned. On defense, yes. I would agree. And by, I mean, pass rusher, you're saying edge rusher. Yeah. Essentially. Um, the priority, too, that I had was inside linebacker. Now I would say that it's inside linebacker and defensive line. And, and I had corner at, at priority three. Okay. Uh, I mean, I got the whole team ranked together. Uh, so I got I got QB of the future. That's everybody's number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got some I got I got kind of them in tiers. So that's tier one by itself. Tier two I got is running back and edge rusher. Um, I think for the Chiefs to seriously compete next year, they need to get they need to return to a dominating defense or a dominating running game, mm-hmm. one or the other. And running backs right now I'm just not really down on Shark right now. And Ware just didn't finish the season good. I think they really have you ever been up on Sharkandrick West? Shark's been okay. Shark's been okay. But when you're playing in a playoff game and you don't get touched and you fumble the fucking football, I lose all confidence in you. That's my rule. I didn't think that you liked him much before that. I did. Well, that's because the average is under three yards of carry. We can get into that too. <laughs> we could use a running back. So I got my tier two is running back and edge rusher, uh, and then my tier three I got inside <laughs> linebacker, corner. And now defensive lineman, which I bumped up yeah. after the Jay Howard news. Uh, inside linebacker, if all three of them are healthy, I'm fine. I don't. But I don't know the reports on those on any of them. If I can be completely honest, I mean, I absolutely love the guy, and I know this is going to break some hearts, but I don't. I don't think I want to count on Derek Johnson. I don't know that I really like. I I don't want to have to cut Derek Johnson. Before he's ready to stop playing, but I don't think I want to pay Derek Johnson to be on the team this year. Uh, his contract sets up to cut him next year. Oh, okay. He restructured it so he, we can save like nine million if we cut him. Next, I thought next he had. I thought he had like 
like no dead money at all, and we could just cut him at any point. Yeah, but it did something weird with it. Okay. So I don't know what I don't know what happened. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. He started to slip. I saw some people uh, that you were talking with say that he had not slipped at all last year. Um, something else I've been sitting on. Our run defense was bad at full strength. And maybe you don't say it's at full strength because Justin Houston wasn't there and Josh Mago wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But Jay Howard was there. Alan Bailey was there. DJ was there. We had all these guys. Our run defense wasn't good. Yeah. Like, not at all. It was it it stayed bad after they were gone, and maybe they would have had a better uh, chance of turning it around if they were all healthy. But when they were there, I mean, the first six or seven weeks or whatever last season, our run defense wasn't good because it was baffling to all of us. And then all the guys got hurt, and then it got even worse. So uh, I don't think these people coming back healthy is just going to fix it in themselves. And I mean, so listen to this this group of names: DJ Alexander. Derek Johnson, Justin March Lillard, Terrence Smith, Rameek Wilson, and then they they brought in Kasim Green. If you remember him, he yeah. was actually in that that same clip from Rutgers. Yeah. Um, but like, so wait, is Morgan not on the team? He's not. He's, he's not. Uh-uh. So if all three are healthy, I must have meant March, uh, Rameek, and DJ. Yeah. I thought I meant Morgan. But I mean, as much as. You like in in different roles, I guess, as much as you like DJ Alexander, as much as I really like Terrence Smith on special teams. They didn't even want to give DJ Alexander a shot. I don't think he has a chance of ever being a defensive player. I thought that... I think he'll be a dynamite special teams player for his Mm -hmm. career, but... I mean, they went to Terrence Smith, like, off the street, like, one week later. Uh, He he was on the practice squad. Well, okay. Yeah, but I mean, he was... That's the street. Right. And I mean, Rameek Wilson is interesting. I thought that, like, I thought he played okay. Yeah, he's okay. And I don't, but it's like first year. I think that I mean it's his second year, but first year playing. Yeah, I think that Rameek Wilson is a guy that went from not being on the team to crap. We have injured guys. We need to bring him back, and then like, oh crap, we have to put him into the lineup, and he performed pretty well. I don't know if Justin March Lillard is good at all. I know that people got really excited about him, and I don't know if that was because he was undrafted and then he looked good in training camp, so it was like a surprise. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, people have talked a lot about that kid, and I have not seen it on the field. Agreed. Um, So I don't don't know if he's good or not. Um, I think that knowing especially that basically of all those guys, the only proven commodity that we have is Derek Johnson – and that I've already said I don't even know if I want to pay Derek Johnson to play football this year. Like, that's a, a very sneaky, important position because we play two of them on some downs. Yeah. Um, and is, I, I mean, is it important? There? I don't know because it's like, I just... I mean, it's not... It's not I mean, I have... Uh, I like our cornerback depth, depth a lot more than our inside linebacker depth. Mm-hmm. But... Corner is such a more important position. That's why I have them in the same tier as far as needs. Yeah, and I'm. I, it sounds. But maybe, you do need the maybe. DJ replacement. I mean, you need like the one main guy. That's kind of how we've been doing it. DJ's been there, yeah. and then we've just been rotating that second spot seemingly every season. Mm-hmm. So if you can get away with that one main guy, the problem is after this year, you might not have Derek Johnson anymore. Yeah, you might not have Derek Johnson anymore this year. He might not be the same player at all. 
So you had quarterback at one. Yep. And then you had edge and running back. Yep. And then you had inside linebacker, corner, and defensive line. And now defensive lineman, yeah. Okay. So on offense, I had quarterback at one, I had running back at two, and I had, um, I still have tight end as a need. Tight end two. Um, I know that they brought in Gavin Escobar and all 13 Escobar. career catches or something. I got a solid feeling about Escobar. I don't. What? Um, so yeah. Think of our Colombian brethren. I mean. Escobar. <laughs> okay, okay. All signs point to it. All right. All right. I mean, that's a. It's a. I know that it's not as much of a stretch as I'm making it out to be a stretch, but it, I mean, it's. <laughs> that's not a stretch at all. No okay. stretch. All right. That's that's A and B. Uh, the Chiefs' first draft pick on Thursday uh, is the 27th overall selection. We'll probably be picking around 10 or 10:30 at night. Woo! Um, I may have a few cocktails with me. Yeah, me too. So let's let's start here. Draft! Um, the couple things that Ryan's I Ryan's Super Bowl! Ryan's, it is Ryan's Super Bowl. This is my favorite sporting event of the year. Yes. Every year. That might be the second most ridiculous thing you've, you've ever said. What's the, what's the most ridiculous thing I've ever said? Well, you once said that you'd rather go 2-14 and 14 and beat the Raiders twice instead of 14-2 and two and lose to the Raiders twice. I, I, that will be the most ridiculous thing you ever say in your life. I might stand by that. <laughs> I hate the Raiders so much. I don't care if it's on the podcast or off. That will remain number one. Okay. Um, so we're we're going to spend the majority of this evening talking about quarterbacks. That's what everybody is talking quarterbacks! about. Quarterbacks. That's what everybody wants to know about. Um, but let's begin with this. Um, I want to put an exact amount of futility on the quarterback position for the Kansas City Chiefs. The last time that the Chiefs drafted a quarterback in the first two rounds was. 25 years ago, 1992, the Matt Chiefs Blunden? drafted Matt Blunden, Matt Blunden yeah. with the 40th overall selection. And previous to that, it was the one and only Todd Blackledge in 1983. We drafted him with the 7th overall pick. And guess who went a few picks after him? One Jim Kelly from the boy I love losing Super Bowl Bills. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, is he the only one that after? Like Marino and Elway were both gone before. Um, I'm, so I think well, Elway was first. I think that when they took Blackledge, the guys that went after him were like uh, Ken O'Brien yeah. and Todd Marinovich and no, not Jim and not Jim Kelly. Okay, Marinovich is late way later. Um, but all right, so. Matt Blunden and Todd Blackledge are the two quarterbacks the Chiefs have taken. Let's you could say in the top forty if you want, but I think it's actually more like the top seventy-five or so um, where they ended up taking Brody Croyle Ugh. since nineteen eighty-three. No. no. Um, so I know that that um, Therese has kind of made some jokes here and there about like he's got jokes. Therese I, got jokes. Well, he he said that he's like I mean if you talk to anyone inside the organization, if you talk to Clark, like. He laughs when I ask him, like, you do know that your fans kind of think that you don't want to take a quarterback. And it's like <laughs> it's like a it's like, like a, a hunt family a philosophy. philosophy of not drafting quarterbacks what, or something. They eat dinner and, and what do we say, kids? Don't draft a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Um, but all right, so I, I don't know like if there's a particular guy that you want to start with. I don't know I don't what the, the right way to do this is. I mean either. Do you, I mean? Do you want to 
Do you want to like go over all of them and then name a favorite? Do you want that to just sort of happen organically? I don't care. I don't care either. I don't care. I got rankings. Who's the? Who is the? Did you? So you did rank them? Yeah. Okay. I did not rank them. Um, I know this sounds like a cop out, but Trubisky, Kaiser, Watson, and Mahomes. I pretty much agree with Therese that like I can't. I can't differentiate between the four of them. I think they all have good things and bad things, and I think they're all pretty much even. Hmm. Like, I don't put any of them above the other, frankly. Interesting. Um, who's the first... Well, the first name in the order on here that I... It's the, just the first guy that I watched was Mahomes. Mahomes! So That's um, the first guy I watched. All right, so the first guy that we both watched, Pat Mahomes. This is, I think... This is what it, this is who everybody wants, right? I, I mean, mean, this has definitely been the most noise around. I think because early in the process, it was said the first three were going to be off the board by the time the Chiefs pick. Yeah, and Mahomes was going to be the guy that the Chiefs could take realistically take at okay. twenty-seven. Now, it doesn't really seem like that. It seems like there's a lot of buzz that he might go. <coughs> Heard someone say to Arizona. <coughs> I think that was NFL Draft Scout was kind of floating mm-hmm. that out. Uh, apparently the Texans are really high on them. They pick before us. They pick at like 25, I think. So yeah. it wouldn't be shocking at all to now see Mahomes off the board before the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, I think that most people are now of the opinion that in order to get Mahomes, the team will have to trade up. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's what a lot of people are, are like hoping that they do. Um, when I asked people... Multiple times. What are you thinking about? What do you want to see? What's your dream scenario? What do you want us to talk about? I Mahomes. can't. I, it's, Mahomes slice. It was, it was Mahomes, but so much of it was, are they going to trade up to get a quarterback? Will they trade up? Would you trade up? Are you interested in trading up? Um, we'll get there, but let's stick with the quarterbacks first. Um, I mean, it's, it's... We'll get there. All right. So, for each of these guys, I did... Two pro comparisons. I did a ceiling and a floor mm. because I don't think I'm that it's pumped to hear these floors. I don't think I'm yeah. pumped. So I Dan Orlovsky. I don't think that it's fair <laughs> to only present Kyle like, Muller. This is what this guy can be because it always it always sounds crazy because like if if the guy reaches his potential, you're making these comparisons to these incredible players, and it's like, but what's the alternative to that? Yeah, so I, I would just watch the quarterbacks, and I'd and I'd be stoned enough, and I'd just be like, "Who comes to mind when I'm watching this guy?" Okay. Mark Brunell. Mark Brunell came to for everyone. Oh, for for it's just always on my mind. <laughs> I, it turns out I was actually watching Mark Brunell highlights. I really wanted to use a Brunell comparison, and I was like, "Man, it's not fair." Like I don't, I can't. I don't remember can't what he's like. He doesn't have much arm strength. No, he'd be like Nathan Peterman. <laughs> Could be. Um. So, uh, the opposite of Nathan Peterman, as far as the arm strength category is concerned, is Pat Mahomes. Um, I think, for those of you that haven't, like, watched him, and you're, you know, leaning on us for some sort of expertise, the show is called Amateur Hour, I will warn you that. Um, Hey, we've both watched each one of these guys. We've, We've... I'm just going to report yeah. what I saw, yeah. and that's it. Kind of what might happen, how he might fit. Yeah. So, a couple things to know about Pat Mahomes. Um, his dad was a professional baseball player. 
Um, he was a three-sport star in high school, like really good at baseball, really good at basketball, really good at football, chose football, and ended up playing for Cliff Kingsbury at Texas Tech. Um, if, if you know anything about the Texas Tech football program, uh, Mike Leach kind of built it into what it is in this wide open offense of, of air playing, raid. Yeah. Air raid is what they call it. But the, basically you have um, like pretty much five wide receivers on every play almost. Yeah. And they kind of got rid of Mike Leach, but kind of kept the same system around. Cause Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury was a quarterback yeah. under Mike Leach. And of all of the different quarterbacks that have come out of that system that throw for, you know, damn near 5,000 yards every single year at Texas Tech. I don't think that... None of them are I, good. It's not even that none of them are good. I don't think a single one of them has an NFL start. I don't think any of those Texas Tech quarterbacks have started a game in the league. Oh, I think Cliff might have. Uh, I mean, I did... Texas Tech specifically? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's... It, it's a, the, uh, and uh, most of them, though, to be fair, when they come out, are not thought highly of. No. Mahomes seems like the exception, and it's because... Of the tools that he has. He's athletic, he's strong, and man, he's got a cannon. Yeah. Not just like throwing far, but throwing real hard. And, uh, I mean, he's he's impressive, I'm not going to lie. When you watch him, he does some weird stuff. It's really, it was really fun to watch him. He was the first quarterback I watched, and he's so anti-Alex. Yeah, oh yeah. That <laughs> everything Alex does is just like robotic. Doing this to this to this, and he has these limitations, mm-hmm. and Mahomes has none of that. He's just out there running around, winging it around, got this huge arm, he's running over people. It was just like, whoa, this is different. He he looks a lot, I mean, he looks like backyard football. Yeah. He's just, he's running around, he's doing weird stuff. Did you watch the any of the Gruden QB camps? I did not. So the reason that I watch the Gruden QB camps is to see what they look like when he asks them to like draw plays on the whiteboard and to see how they react to some of the questions. Gruden does throw some softballs and he is he's like a car salesman. They're all good, right? Yeah. He doesn't have a whole lot of negative to say, but he will ask them a couple questions that put him in an awkward spot. But You get to see some highlights and get to hear the guy talk about what happened in that play. And there is a play in the Gruden QB camp where Mahomes is like rolling out to his left in the uncomfortable way and like sidearms this ball in like a really weird wrist flicking motion. Like we're not talking about throwing the football the way that quarterbacks throw the football. And it's like 60 yards and it, I mean, just like perfectly placed. And you watch when you watch it, you're like, "Are you? How did he? How did he do that?" Yeah. It's it's that's the kind of natural arm talent, with my air quotes. That's but that's what people fall in love with with Mahomes. Well, yeah, he does our, these our, things that other people can't do. Our guy Seth Kaiser likes to break down the tape and uh, keep stats along with it, and he has a a stat called franchise throws, and I think Mahomes just had way more. Than any of the uh, any of the other quarterbacks at top. Granted, he's throwing more than any of the other quarterbacks up top. He's throwing you know sixty, seventy times a game. Yeah. 
He had one game of what, like seven hundred passing yards against Oklahoma or something. Six hundred um, in that in that Oklahoma game. I think they said that the offense ran like a hundred and nineteen plays, and he had like eighty pass attempts or something. It's yeah, because they got one, down early in one game and just, and just yeah. threw the entire game. Yeah. Uh, so he has some throws, a couple each game that are just like, whoa, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, also mixes in some head scratchers though. I mean, you're not going to yeah. throw the ball that many times without making some some bad decisions when you're just, you know, playing backyard football and winging it around. There's some that are just like, huh, don't know what he was doing on that one. You can't, and it's weird, like, I don't think that you can put, like, a traditional metric on this guy. And it's not just because of the offense, it's just, like, how he plays is so weird that I don't know if there is a good way to look at Pat Mahomes and like the way that his footwork is, and the way that he throws the ball, and say what he's going to be—it's weird. Most of I think that most people, the ceiling that I put is what most people put, and it's Brett Favre. That's who he's compared to. But I got to tell you, I didn't watch enough Brett Favre. I certainly didn't watch enough of him coming out that I can make like a valid comparison as if that's right. But that's so it is kind of a cop out to say that. That, this, that that is his ceiling, but that's just what I think people think of. No, that guy that runs around and no. does weird stuff all the time and makes unbelievable throws, and he makes head-scratching mistakes, too. I think but he makes good. football look fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the floor for Pat Mahomes, for me. Um, and Marcus Russell. And this is, this is less fair than the Brett Favre comparison, <laughs> but I, was, um, I will give you this because I want to... Jeff George. No, it's... It's Andre Ware. Andre um, Ware. So, so, so Andre Ware won the Heisman, and there were a lot of teams. I, I read a little bit about him. This is I was digging back, trying to look at who's who's might be the right. Yeah, he's fit. at the beginning of the run and shoot era. Right. So um, he played at Houston. Mm-hmm. Not a great football school, but this this offense is. Taking the the college football by storm, yep. and he has an. Un- I mean, dude, his statistics are unbelievable. It's the same way you look at Mahomes. The stats are like, oh my gosh, and he was athletic, but he still threw the ball from the pocket. He threw for over four thousand yards, and a lot of teams were like, this is never going to work. And the Lions ended up drafting him with the fourth overall pick, and it was based on their coach saying, we have we have to take this guy. Um, pretty much everybody in their scouting department quit the day after the draft because they took Andre Ware. Awesome. They were they totally disagreed with it. The reason that I use that as his floor is because I think that people are getting enamored with a lot of the tools that Pat Mahomes has. Yeah. And they say, look at like this guy's unbelievable, but that doesn't mean that he's going to be good. Yeah. I mean, Texas Tech, don't get me wrong, to... Texas Tech isn't very good, but like they won four games last year. And the Big 12 is not that talented. They're really not. I will just say this. The bottom line on Mahomes for me is that I do not see a scenario in which he becomes an average player. I don't see a scenario in which he is that the quarterback kind of like Alex Smith, at least is where he falls in the rankings of like, he's the 14th to 21st best quarterback in the NFL. I think that Pat Mahomes is either going to be great, like a lot of people are projecting him to be, or he's going to be terrible. So I, I don't agree with that. I think he could be average. And the example I'll use is Jay Cutler. Mm-hmm. 
someone who has all the talent in the world um, and f- has flashes of brilliance, but can't really put it all together. Yeah. Like, he'll never be great because he just can't get... He can't eliminate enough of the bad to be great. I saw some Cutler in him because of that natural, unbelievable arm strength. Um, and people just love the talent that he has. But Cutler, one of the big reasons it seems like Cutler hasn't worked out is because he's a head case. And I don't think that that's what Mahomes is. No. Mahomes does not no, I was going like to say that. that. I was going to say that. Cutler is kind of my comparison, but I think uh, he's Mahomes is much smarter. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily a winner. He can't really say that. But it seems like he knows time and score, score and situation a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems to be on top of it. Makes makes a lot of smart plays, a lot of smart throwaways kind of thing. Uh, like third and twenty, will throw it up deep and take that interception because it's as good as a punt. Mm-hmm. Like he just seems to have a good understanding of the game. Okay. So I would say Cutler, kind of like with a head on his shoulders. Um, I mean, do, do you like him? How do you feel about Mahomes? Uh, Mahomes is second on my list. Um, I am not convinced he's the Chiefs guy. We had the discussion whether Andy wants a guy like Alex Smith or, like, what is Andy's strength? Is it in picking the quarterbacks or is it turning any quarterback into a good one? If it's turning any quarterback into a good one, you'd think Mahomes would be, you know, ideal. Mm -hmm. Because he can take his talent, put Andy's teaching with it, and you've created a monster. Or does he like someone who who's has a fundamental understanding along with Andy? They can work together, and so he picks his quarterbacks like that. Mm-hmm. In which case, I don't think Mahomes would be the guy. I don't think that he is. And and I kind of went back and forth a little bit with Brandon Kylie about whether or not Andy has a type. And I do believe that Andy has a type, and I don't think that Mahomes is it personally. Me too. Me too. Um, also, there was kind of like Chiefs are interested in Mahomes. And I feel like that was the smokescreen. There's a lot. Like, hey, we're interested in him, but we're actually interested in this guy. Mm -hmm. Um, The next guy on my list is Deshaun Watson. Um, Deshaun Watson, I think if you watched college football at all last year, you saw Deshaun Watson. Most of the, the big games in college football last year, he was in them. And that's been... I mean, two years. He played... Two national championships in a row, and he won one and he lost one. And the one that he won he played, was absolutely incredible. He played great in both. Yeah. Against the best defense in the country both both years. Yeah. Like, he passes... I gotta have the ear test and the eye test for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the eye test is like watching the games. Like, how's this guy look? Like, Mahomes is fantastic for the eye test. Ear test. Deshaun Watson, like... He won... He only lost to Alabama, and then I think he lost one other game. He lost to Pitt this year. Mm-hmm. I think that's his only loss as a starter. Um, he played the national champ twice, obviously, what you said, played against Alabama. Plays best when it seems to matter most. Like, he was great down the stretch in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other games, he plays big in the fourth quarter. Like, they weren't as dominant this year, so they are kind of pulling a lot of games out in the fourth quarter, and he's great down the stretch. Yeah, Like, that's, like, everything that I'm telling. If I'm telling someone who, like, kind of knows football but hasn't watched Deshaun Watson, they'd be like, okay, yeah, he's the guy. Versus... Patrick Mahomes, like, yeah, I mean, his defense was terrible, but, and they went 4-8, and eight, but, you know, he looks great. And he's like, eh, I don't know, I don't know. So I think he passes the ear test very well. I think he passes the eye test, too, frankly. I mean, you watch Deshaun Watson, and he is a lot of fun. He is a lot of fun on the football field. 
Um, I think... So a lot of people have compared Deshaun Watson to Alex Smith. This comparison... I don't think I see it. Like, I've I've struggled with that. Because that seems to be, like, the thing that I see most. Is people saying, he's the most comparable to Alex... He's probably the best fit in the offense, so on and so forth. I don't, I don't see the Alex Smith thing. Um, I, I do agree with you, and it's, I think it's hard to disagree. But he seems to save his best performances for big games. But it's not even, it's not even exclusive to that. It's that like big moments too. He plays incredible on on these big stages, but then it gets down to the fourth quarter, and he's just he's locked in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he is the kind of player that most coaches you turn on the tape, and it's just you, you fall in love with the guy. Yeah, um, the, the highest floor of any of the quarterbacks, uh, perhaps. So here's the thing: I think that Deshaun Watson of of like the the four the top four guys. I think Watson may have the steepest learning curve from what he did in college to what he will be asked to do in the league. Um, More than Mahomes? Yeah. um, I mean, it just... I know that he played in a huge conference and he played in huge games and he won a lot of them. It's like his experience is something that's really impressive. But, like, everything came from the sidelines... He just he doesn't call plays. I guess Mahomes, they say that he didn't either. Like, neither one of them are used to, like, a cadence, let alone coming from under center or calling plays. And a lot of this stuff is the kind of things that Therese digs into to say, like, Andy's offense and his play calls are complicated. You, oh, have, yeah. to, you have to memorize barking out 10 to 12 words, and even if they're saying it in your ear, you're talking about whether you're at home on, or on the road, you have the play clock going on and they say something in your ear and you have to process that information and be able to repeat it. And these guys haven't done that before. Yep. Um, I, I think Deshaun Watson has a very sharp learning curve and it's going to be one of those that he's going to have to, he's going to be stuck in between wanting to play and let like, let his body and his athleticism and like just him being a football player take over and he's going to be thinking so much. And it may take a few years for his mind to catch up with like that. what he wants to do. I can see that. Uh, he does seem like a heady player. Um, I kind of went through and tried to uh, figure out why his interception numbers were so high. Mm-hmm. So I watched a few of the games where he just threw some interceptions. Um, it seemed like a couple times, like he tries to figure out the defense before the snap. Mm-hmm. And I think he's really good at it. But... He still gets got a couple times. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to figure out the defense before every snap. And say he does it 85% of the time. But on those 15% of the time, he thinks he has it figured out and just doesn't account for a defender who's going to be there and like will throw it right to him. And it's just like, oh, man. Like, how could he make that throw? And it's like, well, he just didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. Like, he's trying to break. He's like, he's trying to be Peyton Manning. Or, you know, Peyton Manning operated like a 98, 99%. He's right. Deshaun was like right 80 to 85% of the time or something okay. like that. I could see that. That's kind of what I thought. Um, he throws a ton of back shoulder throws. Did the Chiefs have a back shoulder guy? Does Macklin count? Like that was like his favorite throw. He threw it to Mike Williams pretty much any time he was one on one. He'll just throw a twenty yard back shoulder throw, and they were very good at it. Yeah, and so uh, something that 
I don't think that any of these quarterbacks had a great supporting cast. Um, Watson's might be the best. Watson's pretty good. But Michael Williams is really good, and they got the tight end was good. I I still I want to at the very least point out though, like the Clemson offenses that we have watched over the past few years, and you think about like, man, Sammy Watkins and DeAndre Hopkins were on the same team. Like, that is not the kind of collection of talent that Deshaun Watson had around him. And I mean I think that Mike Williams is a good player, but I don't know if he's going to be the kind of pro that Sammy Watkins and DeAndre Hopkins have been. Could be better. He, he could be. It's could be. it's unknown at this point. <laughs> the jury's still out. Um, my ceiling for Watson. Uh, I don't I don't know if people are going to like this, but I think that their playing styles are pretty similar. And I thought that he was absolutely sensational last year. I see a lot of Marcus Mariota in Deshaun Watson. I can see that. Um, Mariota in college did not turn the ball over the way that Deshaun Watson did. Um, he took care of it a little bit better. And obviously Clemson's great and they won the national title. But I, I think as far as offensive game planning and offensive coaching is concerned, it certainly doesn't look like it at the NFL level. But I think that Chip Kelly was a very brilliant college offensive <gasps> mind that that his game plans for Mariota and I mean again they also played in the Pac twelve so it was the competition was a little bit easier but I think Mariota had superior offensive system in college that probably made it a bit easier. Yeah. Um but that's that's that was kind of my ceiling. At least like the way that Mariota has looked so far, he looks great. Yeah and Deshaun it's funny all all the top running or all the top quarterbacks they can all run. Mm-hmm uh, but I did think Deshaun Watson was the best runner. Uh, he can kind of dominate a game with his legs. He actually ran for 1,100 yards last year. And in a lot of those big games, like I think like down the stretch of each of the last two seasons, he's carried the ball like at least 20 times in those games. Like the, mm. the college football playoff games, the ACC championship. Like they really relied on his legs when it came down to it. And he's just a smooth runner. Um I don't think you're going to see that at, at the NFL level. Um, I Get mean, running around that much? Yeah. I mean, the, the the I think the quarterback that does is Cam, and it's because how how he's built. Yeah, he is. And they're even trying to shy away from that because they don't want the body to break down. The quarterback is too valuable to be running like that because, like, if if they do run, the running isn't going to last. Um, I would agree with that. I I do think he's he's the best runner of the group. Yeah. By far. Um, and it's it's an incredible weapon. He just has to be smart about it. Um, one thing I think uh, underrated is the toughness. He's not built the way that Cam is. I don't even think he's necessarily built as stout as Pat Mahomes is. But, man, you go back and watch the national title game that they won. Take shots. Holy crap. You like, get rocked. That guy, there were a couple times where I was like, I don't is is he going to get up? Yeah, and he and he got right up and continued to play, and it didn't seem to affect him that much. I mean, he threw the early picks and they got behind, but um, he's 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 a talented guy. My floor for him, um, I don't know if this is right, but I guess it just seemed like a guy that was athletic, but just couldn't figure it out. Terrell Pryor on, on the field. No, I I had Tavares Jackson, like. Just a guy that just looked out of his element out there. It just he just some about the game and him just didn't click. It seemed like he had all the tools, but it just he just 
he couldn't make it work. Yeah, I mean, I can't see that for Deshaun, but I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I, I he say that. He's too heady. I just, I. He's too smart and too, too much of a gamer. I'm very scared about how it translates. I'm, I'm really hesitant on Deshaun Watson. I don't think he can be bad. Um, I thought the worst aspect of his game was his downfield accuracy. But that was. They say the arm strength is not quite there. Yeah, I saw the arm strength, although I'm not the best uh, determiner on that. I can't. I always hear, like, this guy's great arm strength, and I just never even pay that much attention to it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, he, he is the top of my class. He's number one for you? Yeah, he's number one. Watson? Okay. Uh, I think he's the safest. Uh, and I think, you know, I think he can get to that Alex Smith level, especially with Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. I'm very confident he could get that. And if you have an Alex Smith-level quarterback on a rookie contract, that's a great thing. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think he's the safest. Uh, I think Mahomes probably has a higher ceiling than him. But I think those two were uh, head and shoulders, my, my two favorites in the class. But I like I like Watson more. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Mitch Trubisky. But I want to go kind of quick on him because I don't think he's going to be there. Yeah, I didn't watch too much of him. I watched a little bit. He he surprised me athletically, um, and I don't I don't mean to say that just because he's white, sneaky, athletic. But like he re- he was he moved really well. He's quick. Um, and he, he is more of the uh, has the pro game already. Doesn't really want to run. Mm-hmm. Like he'll get down. He won't go for big yards. Uh, he's more interested in surviving until the next play. Whereas Deshaun and the other guys, you know, yeah. Fucking one thing we didn't talk about Mahomes. He will. He's a power runner. He yeah. will run over defenders. He knows what that third down line is, and he will. He'll power through you for a couple extra yards if he needs to. Yeah. Trubisky's like a much like I'll pick up seven yards and slide. Yeah, but I mean. It's it, he kind of I don't know if like this is not a comparison at all, but only as far as the athletic portion is concerned. Like Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck doesn't want to run, but when he does, you're like, oh, he kind of kind of moves yeah. well. I think he had the same forty times as Sean Watson. I think they had the exact same forty times. Wow. Okay. Um, I thought that when I watched Trubisky, he's got a really quick release. He gets the ball out of his hand fast, not like in the rhythm of his drop, but like. When he decides to throw it, he it's not like a wind-up. Like, that ball is out. Um, and I think he's got great velocity. Again, it is kind of hard to judge that, but it just seemed like seemed like the ball jumped out of his hand. Um, but, so the thing about Trubisky, he didn't... I don't, I don't understand people saying, like, oh, well, he why couldn't he beat out this other quarterback... Though it does look a little bit like an eyesore on his resume when you look at all of the different quarterbacks in this class that were at a school and had to transfer somewhere else yeah. because of one of the other quarterbacks in this class. Yeah. Um, and like at Texas Tech, Davis Webb was there and he transferred away because Pat Mahomes was good. Um, at Clemson, now granted, Chad Kelly got kicked out, but Chad <laughs> Kelly was there and then Deshaun Watson took over. Um, and then at North Carolina, it's a guy that didn't get drafted and is essentially a no-name player, and Trubisky just sat there and couldn't beat him out. Yep. Um, the, I think that the... So the ceiling for Trubisky that I saw was Derek Carr. I thought that they were pretty similar players. I, they they operate inside of the offense pretty well, and I, I, I like the way that he throws the ball. I do. I think he's a great thrower of the football. Um, but the floor for him is... 
I think kind of the like the opposite of that. The guy that again maybe ends up being a little bit out of place in the NFL, and it's Jake Locker. You know, Jake Locker was a guy that ended up being a top ten pick. People thought he was really athletic, and it's like, man, but he's still like can throw the football and is a pocket player. And I, I could very I easily see Trubisky just completely flaming out the way that Locker did. Yeah. Um, he lost three of his last four games. Uh, started out really well. Um, but, I mean, they lost to four-win Duke. They lost to seven-win NC State. And then they lost that Stanford game. <laughs> Those were the three losses in their last four games. So And their um, win was over the Citadel. Yeah, exactly. Like, it just, it was not, not an impressive end to his college career, I will say that. Uh, yeah, one thing that I wanted to talk about, this probably isn't the best time to bring it up, but I don't have that many Trubisky notes, other than, I watched him play in the rain against Virginia Tech. It was kind of like the hurricane, kind of. Yeah. It didn't seem that bad, but he was, <coughs> he couldn't throw the football. Yeah. Like, he couldn't complete a pass. And I thought about how many times the Chiefs played in the rain last year, and how bad he looked in the rain, and that kind of turned me off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also thought he was kind of afraid of pressure. He'd throw off his back foot quite a bit when he'd get pressure on his foot, face. But mm-hmm. he's only a first-year star, so I mean, that's the kind of stuff you expect to see. Yeah. But the point I wanted to make, and he went, they, North Carolina went 8-5, and five, so this, isn't, this applies more to Mahomes and Deshaun Kaiser than him. Who do you think is the best quarterback in the NFL right now who was on a bad team in college? Um... I don't know. Was was Cal good with Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, they were. Uh, you're just gonna have to tell me. I don't. I don't want to waste too much time. On I that. mean, you're I looking mean, it's at a like, good question, but you're looking at like Trevor Simeon. You're looking at Jay Cutler. You're looking at Brock Osweiler. Yeah. Every other quarterback. I went through the ratings. Every single one of them was on a successful team in college. How successful now, was Tannehill's A and M team? That's seven and five, like around where Trubisky would be. Okay, but nobody's like losing season, like Mahomes or like Kaiser. Mm -hmm. Uh, So those are kind of red flags for both of them for me. I mean, this is this is a train I've been on for a long time. I thought Locker would suck. I thought Cutler would suck. And I was just like, look at these. They're not good in college. Like their team isn't good. Mm -hmm. Why would they be good? Look at Tyler Wilson. Like he his name got thrown around for like pick number one. I was like, his team's terrible. Like I don't. Why would he be good in the pros? I mean, this you can you can shit on QB wins all you want, and it gets shit on a lot these days. But I mean, just look at it like that, uh, and I think there's something there. Yeah, I mean, I, it's a weird stat to try to like directly attribute to the quarterback, but I mean, but I, I, think I think also, but I think it bears itself out. Like, if the the guys that win, like they usually continue to do so. Well, yeah, I mean, usually if you have a good quarterback, like you're just going to be good in college because. Yeah. There isn't that many of them. But I think also the game, the landscape is changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I think everyone's got like, it's more like system driven now than it is uh, quarterback driven. Well, and there's going to be obviously people that want to be on the other side of that argument and say, you know who won a lot of games in college? Todd Reesing. Yeah, well it doesn't work out the other way. <laughs> right. That does not work. So it looks like Tannehill won seven games his senior year. Well, um, the last of the the big four, if you will, is Deshaun. Where did you have Trubisky? 
Where did I have Trubisky? That's a good question. In your sorry, I got all my notes are on my phone. I didn't. I did a poor job. I couldn't okay, you're fucking fine. unload the notes to my computer. I got Trubisky at sixth. Oh, okay. Yep, and I got ten ranked. Okay. So was it wasn't super high on him. Yeah. I also probably watched the very least of him because I don't think the Chiefs have much of a shot at him. And I don't know if they're interested in him or not. I have no idea. Could be. Um, but it has seemed like throughout the process that he's maybe he's the most out, of, likely out of reach. to go number one mm-hmm. uh, or to be the first quarterback taken. Yeah. Hey, I really enjoyed that. Congratulations, honey. You were great. 